Thank you. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Play Hard and Love Big Radio. My name is Nick Clark, and I am your host today. Play Hard and Love Big Radio is the official podcast of Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup Shop based out of Folsom, California. Play Hard and Love Big Radio is dedicated to bringing you the people and the inspirational stories to inspire you to become the very best version of yourself. And we have a very special guest with us today by the name of Price Walker. Welcome to the show, Price. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Really happy to be here. Really just couldn't, couldn't think of anything more fun to do than sit and talk to you a little bit. You've been a great, uh, a great inspiration to me. Well, thank you, my friend, and you a great inspiration to me as well. Let me give you a little background on Price. Price is the Vice President of Project Development for Elliott Homes, and he's been doing it for 33 years. Tell me, Price, what has happened in Folsom? I mean, it's changed a lot. What was it like 33 years ago when you were working with Elliott Homes? You know, we got here, my wife and I moved up here shortly before I started, and it, it it was kind of a sleepy little town with a lot of rocks, quite honestly, and cows. And, you know, my background is a city planner. And when I went to work for Elliott, I looked around here and it, it did seem like a great place to, to, de to develop housing, to develop, you know, the re retail. We're sitting in here in, in the studio, which was uh, quite honestly a project that we built. And, you know, all of this area just, was ripe for her housing because it was on Highway 50. There was a lot going on. Intel had, I think at the time, 7,500 employees with nowhere to live. And so we started out uh, just building houses, and that's primarily what we do. But we also have built, uh, you know, the, the shopping center where, where the studio, Spotted Dog Studios stands. And we also built uh, Palladio across the street. It's a really amazing how it's all developed. I know the first time when I came to Folsom, all the area where you are right now in the studio and that whole area, there was nothing, no, you know, it was, it was like, yeah, unbe unbelievable. So tell me now that there's this, been a, this amount of expansive growth, growth in the Folsom area, what do you see as possible in developing that area? Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's slowly going to grow and, and I mean, grow and built out. And most of the area now is on, it's called the Folsom Plan area. It's the area south of 50. And that's, you know, if you drive over that way now, it's it's really expanding. I think I think they've had something like 1,500 houses built in the last three or four years. It will build out. And I think that will be kind of the end of it and, you know, end of the, the expansion probably in the next seven or eight years. I think that's a good thing. You know, there's a point where there's kind of a uh, kind of a saturation and, not only Folsom's there by any means yet, but it, it'll get there. And, you know, you just want a, a full community of schools and parks and the retail you need and all of those services. And I, and we are right now getting, I think, two or three new large hospital-like campuses, which kind of is what we've been needing too, is some health services. And when they're in here, I think Folsom might be, will be pretty complete. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. My job, my job will be done and I'll be, I'll be ready to chase grandchildren around and do yoga every day with you. Well, that's a good goal to have, my friend. That is, that is a good goal. goal. You know, I uh, you all can see it if you're watching the video podcast, and you can probably hear it through Price's voice. But the main conversation here today with Price that I would like to have, and I'm excited to have with him, is the value of optimism and positivity. Anytime I'm ever around you, Price, 
I feel optimism and positivity. And I would like to hear from your experience of life, how you developed optimism and positivity, number one, and number two, how it's helped you in life, being a person, being in work, all the different things. So let's tackle question number one. How did you become so optimistic and positive? It's a good question that I get a lot, um, which I guess that's a good thing, right? That means that people must see it in me. Um, I think you start with smiling. I know it sounds sounds so obvious. And a lot of things I'm saying to you probably today, I think will sound obvious. I'm a pretty simple guy that lives by a few few pretty simple rules. And, and you know, one of them is smiling at people. They want to be smiled at. You're always giving me kind of a, jokingly hard time about smiling. And I do yoga. I look up, I smile at you. I smile at Katie. And, you know, you start with that, but a lot of that being aside, I think, I think, you know, you, you go through life with, with a lot of ups and downs and staying positive is something that I've, I've always had in me. I think some of it's DNA, my father, who I was very close to and, and lost at a, a younger age than I wanted to. He was a very positive person almost everybody that met my dad would say, boy, I walked away feeling better than when I, when I met him. And I think that's something that I got. There is some, something to DNA. I think, believe it or not, having a good positive personality, there is some DNA. Some of it though, is just making an approach to yourself to, to be around positiveness. Um, I, I, I like to be around positive people. It's one of the things obviously that, that really, attracted me to to you and attracted me to to yoga is most people that do yoga are very positive people not all but most of them and if they do yoga long enough i think they'll be positive too so i try to find positive people to to be attracted to myself and vice versa quite honestly i, I just don't i just don't it almost sounds harsh but i don't waste my time with negative people you know i'm not i'm not rude or mean to them, but, uh, you know, I just don't need that second time with them or a third time with them. I just move on. There's a lot of people in the world and there's a lot of us that want to be positive. I think everybody wants to, they just struggle with it. They get caught up with, you know, that whole daily routine of whining and moaning and complaining about things. And, and, uh, I just, I just avoid it. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. seems to me like it's, it's a, and I agree with you, it's a pattern it is. that people create you right we can choose to be positive or we can choose to be negative and sometimes in life we have experiences that rock us to the core and that yes. challenge us and yeah. still even in those times because we've all had those times even in those times we have a choice to whether to look at it as the half glass yeah I, glass half I, full or the glass half empty right yeah. And, and, you know, you and I've known each other now for quite a few years and I've met a lot of people at Spotted Dog and hopefully there'll be a lot of people that watch this that have known me or know of me. But I've had a lot of a lot of ups and downs and a lot of downs, more, way more downs than I would say most people would believe. And uh, unfortunately, I've had a lot of tragic um untimely deaths in my family and my wife's lost my parents, certainly my dad way earlier than I wanted. My, my sisters passed away earlier than I wanted. Um, 
my wife's had four brothers pass away. So we've gone through a lot of tragedy. And then I've also had a lot of personal, uh, especially early on in my life, some personal uh, obsessions that turned into to dark, dark holes that I had to work my way out of. Um, some addiction issues and and things as a, as a young guy with that I had to to struggle with and work out of. And honestly, it was always falling back to positive people and positive. Uh, you know, every day you're going to get up, hopefully. And if you you can look at it negatively and let those things that are nailing you to the to the ground nail you, or you can get up and just kind of forget about them. I've always been fortunate enough to not dwell on things very long. I can move on very quickly. And I think that's, I've used that to my, to my benefit with, with things that have affected me to my core, as you said. And, you know, I wasn't going to use this word presence today because we use it, probably overuse it in yoga, but I've always been someone and still are that can be in the present pretty easily and pretty quickly. I don't think about yesterday much. And and I, I, I'm really good at forgiving. I think we all had need to really remember how forgiving is so much so much more important than this this dwelling on it or revenge or getting back at something. You know, just think about it, forgive, and then just just move on, you know, and and that's kind of an attitude I've had pretty much my whole life. What, what really has changed with me, though, if I had to say what's changed a little bit with yoga, especially in my time at Spotted Dog, is I've always had kind of in that ability to, to change and forget. But I also was a guy that really, really would jump from place to place very quickly. And I'm really going to have an obsessive personality that led, led to some of my issues, but also have kind of given me that energy that I have. And what yoga has done is kind of leveled off those ups and downs. I've had a lot of, before yoga, I was always like this, you know, always jumping in with both feet, but then, you know, having trouble swimming. And now I, I basically kind of jump in still, still have the energy, still have the passion, but it's more level. Yeah. It's you amazing how. Sense or is it? No, it does. I mean, that's my been my experience with the practice of yoga as yeah. well. And just like being, you know, yoga as one of the tools, but also just learning how to breathe more consciously and to slow down and to be less reactive. Yeah. That's what's coming up for me with what you're saying is yeah. like you're, you, you're less reactive. You don't just like make an abrupt decision to jump in. You actually take a few moments, get grounded, take I a few breaths and make a decision that's smart for you or that's, that's right, right for you. Right on point. I, I was much more reactive than I, than I am today. And, and some of it's, some of it's age and wisdom and maturity, but some of it's, some of it's listening and reading and, and doing, doing practicing yoga as well, you know, and, and in addition, I, I, I know, I know you and I chat a little bit before we started, about just other things that have gone through my life. And so I've had a lot of, quite honestly, tragedy and some personal kind of demons to work through. All along, I was also very athletic, used a lot of my energy that you, you feel on the baseball field or the soccer field, or I, I got very obsessed with running mm -hmm. and uh, started running 
as about a 30 year old and for the next 25, 30 years was really, really obsessed. I mean, during some of those years that I was quite honestly drinking too much alcohol, I would <laughs> drink five or six beers and run out, go out for 20, 20 miles. That's not the way you're supposed to do this. Before you were, before you go for a run, you'd have five or six beers. Yes, yes. Oh wow! Yeah, Shit. it wasn't the way you were supposed to run marathons. Was what they were called water breaks? Well, I was doing something <laughs> else at those water breaks. And, oh, okay. And I, I, but what that also did is it did keep me, quite honestly, pretty physically fit. But it beat my body up, and I have mm. a pretty torn up knee right now. And I've got a really torn up back right now and really wish just from a physical standpoint, I had started yoga when I was 30 instead of when I was in my late 50s. I think I would have, I'd still be running. I'm not running right now much anymore, but I still do yoga to, to allow me to do, you know, a Peloton or to do, you know, swimming or to, to play pickleball or some of these other sports that I still like to compete in. And when I was injured, getting getting into the the yoga studio was it wasn't a physical challenge as much as it was a mental challenge. I know all of us use can use every excuse in the world to do to not do everything in the world also right and and yoga is just another one of those things we do that people come up with an excuse not to do it and there was a little period in the last eight years since I've been coming to the studio where I was using some of my injuries to not, to not come as regularly. And I finally just said, what am I doing? You know, I, I need to get back in there. And if I have to modify by not doing some of the back bends that, that I was afraid to do, and not only not just afraid to do, but it was keeping me from coming in at all. I finally said, yeah. that, that doesn't make any sense. And so, as you know, I'm back to coming quite regularly and I just, you know, go through journey into power and modify those two or three times during the 60 minutes that I need to do. And everything's wonderful. Yeah. And at the end of it, how do you feel? I feel fabulous. I mean, I, I'm back to feeling, you know, leaner, longer. I mean, just from a physical standpoint, what yoga can do for you in terms of just kind of what it does for me is just makes, I feel, I know it sounds crazy, but I feel longer. It kind of pulls me apart and it only takes a millimeter millimeter for my back to feel better by just being drawn apart. That's part of the issue there is that everything is kind of squished together. And so yeah. with that, um, I feel much better physically. I mean, let's face it. If, even if you're one of those few unfortunate people that look at everything on the dark side or the half, half empty glass, when you feel physically better, that glass starts getting fuller. And, mm. uh, so yeah, it's made everything a lot better. Yeah, that's amazing, man. Well, I compliment you, my good friend, for getting back in there because it is true that a lot of people do what you did. They have a little injury here, a little injury there, and then they think, I can't do the practice. But exactly. in reality, you can do the practice. You have to be able to learn how to adapt to practice like Price, like you've done, so that you can get the big benefits of yoga, which are like little movements and shifts and length yes. and whatnot, but the big benefits like right up in your head. Yes. Clear the clearing of the space, the open, you know, creating presence. So you're less reactive, like we talked about earlier. And then hopefully that leads you to a place where you're 
more optimistic and more positive and the world just opens up and more possibilities are there for you everywhere from that work. Yeah. And I, 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 I think that, you know, goes across your whole life, right? I mean, I, I, I think anybody who walks through this door, I'm sitting in the studio, anybody who walks through this door, I, I think is going to walk out this door feeling good and being more positive. I mean, I, I've talked to so many people in the last eight years in this studio, everyone will, will say not everyone, I mean, not one less, man, that was great. That made me feel so good. I needed that. That was the best, whatever, you know, and all it takes is walking through the door. And I went for about a six month time where I was using my injuries that were real. They are real. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like throwing out the, what do they say? Throwing out the, the baby with the bathwater, whatever. I mean, I didn't, I didn't need to throw out my yoga just because I couldn't do, do, uh, you know, some backbends. That really is what it came down to. And I just don't do them. You know, I just pass that part and, you know, stare at, uh, stare at my yoga teacher for those 30 seconds and <laughs> with a grin. Get you know it. what, Price, you're a remarkable person. And um, I've very much enjoyed this podcast today and I appreciate your time. Before I let you go though, I gotta, we've got to go through a few things. Of course. That are unique and amazing. To price one thing he's a parrot head which means for all of you that don't know that means that he's been he is a jimmy buffett fan i've been to a jimmy buffett fan with price walker but tell me price how many jimmy buffett concerts have you been to we we well we i've been to probably 40 45 buffett shows now pretty much from california to been to two or three in in long island and uh, a lot of places in between and uh, I've taken my children. I've taken, I haven't taken my grandchild yet. We were supposed to take him and the, sh the show got canceled. So we're still hoping, uh, we're hoping Jimmy does a couple more years so I can get my little Declan to a, to a Buffett show. And the little guys are called parakeets. So the, I got oh, my, my little parakeet to a, to a Buffett show. And that, that's so okay. cute and amazing, man. Yeah. Well, that's okay. another thing about prices. He's a, grandpa and refers to himself as the best grandpa. And because of the fact that you just mentioned, you're going to take him to a Jimmy Buffett fan. I think it solidifies that man. Um, another person in your life who is the like uh, anchor for you, you can go ahead and talk about her. And how long have you been married to that wonderful woman? In September, September 24th, my wife, Bonnie and I will have been married 40 years. And uh, as I said earlier in the, in the talk, We've had a lot of ups and downs, um, but we stuck together through through a lot of tragedy, a lot of uh, a lot of hard times. You know, most people meet us through the studio have said, "Wow, you guys are just you know such an upbeat couple." You get the feeling they think everything's great, and you go through. You know, personally, we've gone through a lot of struggles and gotten through them. We have a wonderful, incredibly close family, three children that you know really are our most most dear to me. And, um, I couldn't, I couldn't be who I was without her. And, uh, she's my best friend and has been, and will be for another 40 years, hopefully. What do you love the most about your lady, Bonnie Walker, who, by the way, is also a teacher at Spotted Dog Yoga. That what do you love the most about all, her? That's probably the most difficult to, to actually answer, but I mean, I just, she has an incredibly loyal, strong heart, and once you've once you've once you've won that heart over, 
And sometimes that's not as simple as it would be. It is it sounds, but once you have that heart won over, she, she will never, never part from it. And, and, uh, her loyalty and caring is beyond end. Yeah, I agree with you. And what's really neat is in the pre pre podcast questionnaire that price filled out. One of the questions that I asked to price is, you know, what do you see as your best quality and price answered that he's caring about people and he's loyal. And what's really neat is that you also said that about your wife. The yeah. two of you are very caring people and you care about people and two of the most loyal people that I know. And I really appreciate that, man. And it's neat that you see it in yourself and that you see it in your wife. You know, you have to be able to see right. things in yourself in order to see them in other people. You do. You do. And we have yeah. a hard time with that. All, I mean, we meaning people. People. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, how do you play hard in your life? What do you do to play hard? Um, other than I, other than yoga yeah, and I, Jimmy Buffett. I, I generally have a good time in life. I spend a lot of time with my family. We travel together. We play together. We, you know, we go to ball games. I'm a big soccer fan, big music fan. I mean, we, we have a good time outside of things. And, and I also stay real involved with my industry, the building industry, attending events. And I, I'm one of those guys that, you know, if I'm not moving, I'm dead. I, I I really live by that. I like to move. I like to stay on the go. Nick knows how busy I am. I mean, I use that term kind of in quotes because you know a lot of people say I'm too busy to do that. I'm too busy to do that. I am a really busy guy, but I still find time for things like a podcast with Nick Clark because it's it's fun and it's important. Yeah, thank you, Price. Well. It has been so amazing being with you. One last question. Of course. Because I know it's something that you do to play hard. Stand-up paddleboarding and yes. stand-up paddleboarding yoga. We're about to start the stand-up yes. paddleboard yoga season. You're going to get out and do some paddle adventures with me, aren't you? I am absolutely going to. I think I've been on one year. I think I went to four or five the same season. Um, I thought I was like the, like the poster child for it for a while. Um, <laughs> you still are, but yes, yes, yeah. I definitely will be out there. My recently, my, my daughter and my son-in-law have moved up here. So we're going to get, uh, we're going to get those two out on the stand up uh, yoga as well. And, and one, something else I'll just throw out there pitch for this is, uh, your company. If you have a, if you work for somewhere that, you know, feels like the, the folks there need a little stress relief or a little fun or a little team bonding, whatever the, the, the current term is, you know, sign up as a, as a group for, for some stand-up paddling. We did that. Elliot Holmes did that with Nick and Katie. They took us up to Sly Park, and it was a hoot. And we all still talk about it to this day. I work for a gentleman who has done a lot of things in his, in his life, and he's, you know, very super successful, wealthy man, and he still talks about going stand-up yoga paddling, for goodness sake. And so it's a mm. something that will make your life better for sure. Thank you, Price. I, um, had, I have had an amazing time talking with you today. You're the conduit of greatness, man. If you get around Price Walker and you have a chance to get around Price and his wife, Bonnie, you are guaranteed to be lifted up. Your energy, your spirit, and all of that. Um, so get to the studio if you live in Folsom and see get in there and see Price and Bonnie and the amazing community. Um, 
This has been an absolute pleasure having you. Everyone, thank you for tuning in to Play Hard and Love Big Radio. Play Hard and Love Big Radio is the official podcast of Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup Shop based out of Folsom, California. Play Hard and Love Big Radio is dedicated to bringing you people and inspirational stories that help inspire you to be the greatest version of yourself. And Price, you most definitely have done that for us today. Thank you, Derek. Check out, check out SpottedDogYoga.com, and we will see you all later. Thank you, Price. Goodbye. See ya. See you, my man. See you, everyone. <laughs>